Hi, welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm joined here with, uh, just say your name. You said my name is Audrey. How is everyone doing today? <laughs> you said okay. you were going to introduce me. I thought I was, and then I got to the meat of it, and I panicked. I, I'm currently trapped in a closet, like, literally trapped in a closet, so I don't know how to do anything. Uh... Anyways, welcome to the Otaku Melancholy podcast. We don't have a slogan because this is technically our second episode, first recording-wise. But... That's a lot of meta information that you don't have to reveal, by the way. <laughs> I like to be, to our viewer, to our listener, it's just probably me, I would like to be honest and upfront. <laughs> just so they know that I'm on the level and a real human being. Uh, anyways... This is going to be part of a series that we're calling Anna Misery, where we review and talk about intentionally, uh, well, we talk about intentionally shows that are widely regarded as bad or awful or horrible. And we figured, well, I don't know, who came up with this idea? Uh, who came up with the idea to watch Aramanga Sensei? Was it me or you? I, I don't know. We, I think we were looking through our anime lists and Aramanga Sensei come up and uh, as being part of my drop list. And we both talked about, you know, we, we should we should watch through, through all that and share our thoughts about it. I do believe I remember that conversation, but it's, I, before we get into the background of Aramanga Sensei, I guess, uh, what have you been, um, what have you been watching? Out, but like, what have you been watching uh, anime-wise? Audrey. Uh, mostly Devil is a Part-Timer. And, uh, Gundam. And what about you? Uh, I just finished um, the fall season just ended and I wrapped up all the shows that I had uh, actually picked up from there. So I think I watched Over uh, Overly Cautious Hero, Over Cautious Hero, Cautious Hero, I'm just calling it Cautious Hero. I'm panicking. Uh, Ordeski. And I there are so many, I watch so many shows, but I drop them so quickly because I just go like, I don't have time for you. Right. And uh, Ortsky, there's a third one that I finished to the end. The rest of them are currently on hold or I'm still watching. Come on, Omichi. Come on, Omichi. Uh, and obviously, uh, Arrow Maga Sensei. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, more meta information. We literally watched the last episode together just before we started recording. I, and, well, uh, you watched it for the first time, so now you have your raw emotions. And I rewatched it so I can get those emotions fresh. <laughs> Anyways, yes, today's episode of Animisery, as discussed earlier, will be covering Arrow Manga Sensei. Aired in 2017. I did not write the season, but I know it was 2017. 2017 or 2016. And the studio is A1 Pictures, widely renowned or reviled for Sword Art Online, depending on the kind of person you are. The director was Takashita Ryohei. Uh, who has done Flip Flappers and Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. I've watched Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. One of my friends, Lucas, really likes it. Yeah. He was really into it. And it's based on a light novel by Tsukasa Fushimi that was illustrated by Hiro Kanzaki. <laughs> and what else do they work on? <laughs> Ordemo! Hey, Matt, oh. aren't you a huge fan of Ordemo? I... I'm glad you called me out on this. Yes. 
Yes, I am a big fan of Oremo. I have an Oremo wall scroll somewhere in a storage, and I have a, I have a few keychains and and a figure of Kirino. So that Arrow. must mean you liked Aeromanga Sensei. You know, <laughs> sound logic there. Really <laughs> sound logic. No. I no. hated Aeromanga <laughs> Sensei. I hate everything that Aeromanga Sensei represents. If Aeromanga Sensei was a person, I would punch it in the face and regret it because Aeromanga Sensei seems like the type of person who would call the police on me because that's how childish they are because every single person in Aeromanga Sensei is literally a child. I I really don't like Aeromanga Sensei. Like, I'm not even clear on how old the protagonist Masamune is. Isn't he still in middle school? I thought he was in high school, but, like, Mur- Murasame, or what's her name? It's Mur- It's Murasame? Muramasa. <sighs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah, like, she calls him Kohai, but I didn't know if she was talking about in the professional sense or age sense, but... Literally every let's like let's just be honest with you. You can't everybody in the show is like fourteen, thirteen, or twelve. It's let's see, in that flashback episode when Sagiri was seven, uh Masamune was eleven. So however old Sagiri is now, it's Yeah, you four just, years, four years plus. Yeah, we're really in depth in the hardcore era manga sensei lore. <sighs> Had to be. We could we I can't do this half assed. I'm gonna be committed to this <laughs> hot steaming garbage. Anyways, so yes, all of that before is true. Uh, so should we uh, give our scores on what we rated the show and our that. reasons why we gave the score? I'm gonna do that at the end after we get done discussing this steaming pile of anime. Okay, I figure that's how uh, we're, we're planning this as we go. We're we're working yeah. on it as obvious as this seems. Uh, but- Put this, put the score as like the capstone. <laughs> yeah, because that's all anybody wants to know, anyways. Is score. So <laughs> we need arbitrary numbers for this. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah, written by the same guy who did Orimo. I was a back, uh, a, back, a little bit of backstory. When this was announced, I was excited, like way back when, because I've been watching doing the seasonal run for a while now. And uh, when when Arrow Manga Sensei was announced, I was actually excited, if you can believe it. I was like, oh, it's going to be like Oremo. And I can't... If you tried to interview me and like put me put me to the gut and said, hey, Matt, why do you like Oremo? I would look you in the face and I would say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I like Oremo. I don't even... Looking back on it, I could tell you that Oremo is probably not very good. But when I was watching it, I watched, I think I went through all the the entire series in the OVA over the course of a week. And looking back on it, it was a big fever dream because when the actual ending occurred, I called my own, I called my partner uh, at the time and I was just like, how could you let me watch this and, and, and let that happen to me? Because that show was literally just the epitome of be careful what you wish for because I wished that a certain coupling would happen and then it did. And then I was like, Oh, I didn't really want this. 
<laughs> Anyways, we're about to talk about Arrow manga, not a defining moment of my anime history, my anime backstory, as it were. Uh, but yeah. Arrow manga I'm sure sensei. All, I'm sure we all have those shows where we remember watching feverishly, but looking back on, have no idea why. Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously what I just said, everything I said was just true. I do have an actual figure that Brad has seen. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't doubt. I don't think anyone would doubt you owning those. No one would admit to that unless, <laughs> <laughs> unless it was true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just... We're going to get off topic, but... I think it was because it's it was a lot about otaku subculture, and it was like... It was fascinating to me as someone who obviously is a vehement weeaboo and just was like, wow, that's cool. Akihabara, so neato. <laughs> and I was just so into it. And it just, I didn't see the uh, little sister romance overtones until I got to a certain point. And then I was like, hold up, hold up. You can't be doing this. Anyways, going back to Arrow Maga Sensei. Yes. Uh, did you did you like any of the characters? Initially, no. In fact, when I watched this show like a couple years ago uh, on my own, I w- I got through the first episode just fine. It was good enough. But the second episode, when they introduce Megumi and Elf Yamada. When they introduced Elf Yamada about halfway through the second episode, she was so infuriatingly annoying. I found myself uh, scrubbing the timeline just to see when her part would end. And it was that point, that very point, where I realized I'm not going to watch this show. I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm dropping it now. Yeah. I... I hate... Elf Yamada, like I'm gonna. Well, she did become more redeemable as the story went on, but uh, her 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 speech mannerisms got on my nerves so bad in the beginning when she was just a, I guess a caricature, you know? Yeah. When you know how she was talking, she was going like Sue all the time. Sue. At the what end, what do of- you mean? What do you mean the character with golden dr- drill pigtails and an Alice in Wonderland outfit is a caricature? I I don't know. Maybe I'm just overanalyzing this this amazing anime that I'm glad is on my mal right now. Yeah, I I like I said, I when it was airing originally, I I want to say that what honestly happened was that I had some sort of taste and dropped it because it was bad. But what more than likely happened is that I caught up on it and just never picked it back up, which is Probably, I guaranteed is what actually happened. Yeah. But rewatching it, I was like, I'm glad I saved myself the suffering originally because just, I think, I think the camera is in love with Sagiri in particular, her ass because at least three times for each episode is Sagiri's ass, and it's just like you know the meme of why does anime have such weird camera angles? I'm <laughs> the camera is just in love with everything that does you know uh you you pointed this out was the, the camera is in love with legs yeah i've i noticed in like 
the first few episodes, how it seemed like there was a separate animator exclusively for Sagiri's legs. Like, there was something about the detail and design of them that stood out ahead of any other anime I've seen recently. Like, they, they, there was extra effort put into those legs, and it was noticeable. And the lips. Yeah. Like, every time it would close up on some lips, I would feel myself tighten up. I was like, oh, please don't do this to me. Please. The quality, the quality was on par with how food is portrayed in anime. Just, <laughs> dare I say, delectable, for lack of a better word. <laughs> delectable? <laughs> don't quote me on that. Aramaga says it has delectable lips. <laughs> hey, Craig, can you just enhance on that delectable pun <laughs> <laughs> i i felt it too like i was trying to absorb everything into the okay let's talk about the story the the quote-unquote story um basically a quick synopsis is the main character masamune izai izumi. Huh? izumi izumi uh is a light novel is a light novel author because of course he is and uh, his illustrator is named Aramaga Sensei. The, uh, and basically, it's his sister, and he doesn't find out until like the end of episode one because it's just apparently he just he just didn't notice. But uh, in the a lot of things, yeah, in the story, he's gone three years working with Aramaga Sensei and did not realize it until the end of the first episode that his it's his little. Well, first we need to clarify his stepsister. The weak. This I, I, I'm going to be honest. Based off Oremo, I'm pretty sure they were blood sisters. And then the anime studio was probably like, "Calm down on that. Stop it. Don't do that." Yeah, definitely. I I feel it because I I just don't know. But I guess the I I don't know. I can't make any bold claims. But I know going back to Oremo that uh, the director of the original series didn't want to do the ending because it's pretty cis-heavy. <laughs> and so he reluctantly allowed the ending to be portrayed, but only in the OVAs. That's what I remember reading, and uh, I just think that... I, I don't know. I can't make any claims. I'm sure a listener, if there is one, will be like, well, <laughs> you know, they were actually stepsisters in the light novel. <laughs> but um I don't know it kind of feels like that but anyways yeah oh and his sister's like a hikikomori she will not leave her room for anything which break which brings up my biggest flaw with Aramanga sensei is that if she never leaves her room where are all the piss bottles <laughs> where is the poop on the floor because our <laughs> I'm just okay you Listen. had it's I'm uncomfortable not, how fixated you are on this. I'm not okay. Okay, listen here. She literally was. He was like, she never leaves her room. And now someone could probably be saying, well, she might do it when he's not around. But how? I don't. I. I need. I need to know this. I need to know this because if Aramaga Sensei is gonna do stuff like show, is gonna show me some of the stuff it wants to show me, and it's not gonna explain to me how this girl, you know leaves her room to use the restroom, I'm just going to assume it's bad writing. I mean, not say that Aramanga Sensei didn't have that before. But, uh... Matt, 2020. 
show me the piss don't tell me the piss <laughs> principal rule of storytelling that's literally me every time i read a book <laughs> no pee scenes i guess the main character doesn't pee one star <laughs> i literally was like you know why you know why harry potter and the chamber of secrets is the best movie ever because they got bathrooms in it <laughs> anyways um besides besides that just get off top get off that subject before somebody looks scrutinizes me too <laughs> too extremely <laughs> um but yeah the story is basically he's a light novel author because that's just what all high schoolers are in japan i imagine from what i've seen of anime mm-hmm. and uh just various shenanigans. The first arc is basically him competing against his neighbor, Elf Yamada, who is a character. His main struggle is that he wants to publish and, you know, be recognized. And it's revealed later on, his ultimate dream is to have his light novel be adapted into an anime that his he and his little sister can watch together. Which, yeah. being a light novel author is pretty high on probability these days i mean all you've got to do is just have a title that's like a full synopsis of the show and bam you've got you're in like yeah. every time i see a new anime series and the the title is the synopsis i'm like that's based off a light novel and then it is but um yeah, uh, so basically he competes against Elf Yamada, and he wins. And one of the things that really irks me in this, and kind of irks me in anime in general, is they have a battle, and the battle is them reading each other's work. <laughs> yeah. And she just goes, I've lost. And I would, I was kind of sitting there going, like, do I get to read it? Are you going to read some excerpt aloud to the class? And nope, just, I've lost. This is... My stuff will sell better, but yours is better. Is actually better. And what was it? It was about his. It was about his. It was a love confession to his sister. Yes, that and that is the kicker. It, his story won just due to the sheer passion that was in it. That yeah. Elf realized she could not match. And then more shenanigans happen. Basically, he he had he he learns from Elf. And they go on various rom-com shenanigans with other, with the uh, assorted cast who isn't going to win because Sagiri, I keep mispronouncing her name. I keep calling her like Sagiri, Sigiri, <laughs> the little sister. He keeps going on shenanigans with the little sister. Little sister's obviously going to win. They're like in such a state of degeneracy. Really, like, if you want to play the Aramanga Sensei drinking game, just take a shot every time she says calls him a baka, and you will you will be satisfactorily tipsy by the end of the first half of an episode. Because the baka budget, it was it's they threw all the money in the baka budget. So let's talk about the supporting characters. We got through a uh, Big Brother Masamune and Little Sister Sagiri. But we have Elf Yamada, as mentioned, who is the uh the Muramasa. We talked about author. Yeah, Muramasa. Megumi. Megumi. Just she appears in episode two, and her first scene is literally her knocking on the door 
asking for Sagiri and saying, Oh, hey, you're an older boy. Did you know I take dick? <laughs> and I guess they, they were running the high of being one of the first, uh, like, what is it, Slice of Life? I guess. Comedy. First comedy shows to say Comedy requires dick. you to laugh. <laughs> so every time she says dick, they zoom in right up on her lips and her super enunciating dick. That's <laughs> she. She's every every appearance she has. She says "dick" once. Yes, and I I was really uncomfortable. Like I, I was looking at her and I was like, "She's in middle school, right?" Like <laughs> when Masamune was like, "What's happened to my Japan?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on here either." If like I, a middle schooler knocked on the door, knocked on my door, and started talking about my dick, I'd be like, "I'm going to jail. That is <laughs> going to happen. There's no way out of this." And, but yeah, Megami, she pops up twice and then just fades from fades from all existence until the uh, last episode curtain call, where she exists just to send a lewd picture of a. Uh, of a, I don't even want to say it because I'm pretty sure I'll get flagged instantly. But I think we'll need to give a lead up to that because well, to give some context. Otherwise, it's going to sound really, well, we, really. We weird. can't spoil the masterful storytelling that is Arrow manga, Sensei. Sure, we can. We'll just put a spoiler warning. Yes, if you if if you don't want to if you don't want to be spoiled for the epic that I am that I am proclaiming to be on the same scale as. Game of Thrones, as far as the vicious backstabbing and <laughs> drama, then just, 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 just give us five minutes to talk about, you know, three minutes, two minutes, you know, two minutes. That sounds fair. Uh, yeah, what? Two minutes. Two minutes of spoilers. I guess for this first episode, we'll just have to say is all spoiler warning. But later episodes, we'll try and divide into non-spoiler and spoiler territory. Yeah, we'll work on that. Yeah, but all, all I can think of with uh, Megami. Her existence and her character is that she started out uh, just trashing Masamune for being a light novel author. And her arc ends with her picking up a couple of manga or light novels saying, huh, I might give this a try. And then she just disappears for the next five episodes or so. Yeah, then it becomes the, 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 the perpetual beach episode. <laughs> like. Lord. I think that there is like some scientific uh, scientific measurement to tell how good an anime is by the amount of beach episodes it or beach episode or water park episodes that it enforces. And you've gotta like you gotta like take a star away every time it uses one. Well, they're on the ep- their beach for like three episodes of Aromaga Sensei. Hot springs also count. Oh yeah, well they they're on the beach in at the hot springs, so like double 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 com double combo. And then they end up when he gets home. Sagiri is in a bathing suit. It's just, it's it's the circus, and we're all the clowns <laughs> for watching it. Here's my big issue with this show in its entirety. As I was getting through like episode five or so, mid- midway through the series, I was seeing 
remnants of what could have been an, an enjoyable show. Like a when uh when Elfumana finally calmed her shit and actually started being a likable character, um, and uh she and Masamune started hanging out a lot more, and they would discuss like their t- their strategies for writing like novels, and you would have Masamune who would churn out uh material every day, who would dedicate himself to writing nonstop. And would take whatever he has and make it work. Whereas Elf Yamada only wrote when she felt uh, inspiration to do so. And that was striking to me because it, it's an interesting look at uh, the different writing styles. And it didn't present one as being better than the other. It showed differing opinions on how they could work. And I thought that would have been great if this was a light novel-centric show, kind of uh, like um, shows like Welcome to the NHK, or it was, I forget the name of it, but it was some, it was an anime where all the characters working on an anime, an, on an anime itself. Shirabaka. Yeah, that. Something that explores the industry and a character going through that industry. That would have been a great show, but every character was lolly bait and it makes me so mad <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think there was a, a single character that was over the age of 14 in that show if anyone who's listening if you have not seen aramaga sensei you do not understand this man masamune went to his neighbor's abandoned house after he saw a spook a movement in the curtain went to go investigate and saw elf yamana playing on the grand piano Naked. Oh, that. Okay, 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 okay. You know how I was telling you earlier about we we were talking before the show, uh, before we did recording. I was talking about how I had to stop, like how the layout of my house is and how my roommates come through it. And uh, I was telling you I had to like panic mode and turn <laughs> off the TV. It was that scene. I kid you not. This little this little Fisher Price looking girl is. On this playing this piano naked, and it's it's just showing her full butt and everything, and I'm just like, oh goodness no! And my roommate, who is in himself an avid an avid fan of anime, but I couldn't explain this to him. I had I did not <laughs> I did not have the adequate charisma required to get my way out of this. So I just turned off the TV. Just turned off the TV. That's fair and enough. Just, and, and just looked like an idiot sitting there in the darkness. And to give some additional context, no. Our main character did not go sneaking around the backyard or go stalking through the house. She was playing the piano right next to the front window for anyone to see. And she explained later that she does this on a regular occasion. And then she did the classic when he when he, he, he saw. It's like I just don't understand. I don't I don't understand. I I love anime, but I don't understand. I lack the ability to understand. Even Muramasa Sensei, who comes in around I don't know episode eight or so around that area, who uh, shows up as a competing author, one who has dedicated herself to taking down Masamune because uh, she wants. Oh, yes, it's because Masamune ended a story that she liked, and she wanted revenge. And she shows up in a traditional 
kimono or yukata which is it i it's a you know what i don't want to be wrong and then have somebody just like jump me on the streets i'm gonna say it's just a kimono Okay. I think it's a yukata. Uh, Kiri would Kiri's really into that, so she'd be able to okay, tell you. So she she wears the traditional yukata, like rural traditional Japanese clothing. So you think she will be safe? No, she is not safe from the lolly bait. And she is she. I mean, it's not technically lolly, but she is middle school. She's still underage, so it still hurts. There are three beach episodes, and they get progressively lewd. Mm, last episode is them just playing Twister in their bathing suits for no reason outside of just Aramaga Sensei the, uh, needs, needs inspiration. The last and, uh, episode involves Elf and Aramaga Sensei and Sigiri jointly trying to rip Masamune's pants off just to see his dick. Oh, yeah. Also, speaking of the last episode, it... it it wasn't, it just, it seems like there was an, an episode we were missing. It just straight up just went like, bye, see you next week. It was completely unnecessary. Episode 11 ended with, uh, heavy spoilers. Episode 11 ended with Masamune having his greater uh, light novel published. Uh, this light novel being, uh, I can't believe my sister is this cute or something like this. The world's cutest but, little sister. The cutest That's little awesome. sister. It was something. I can't believe my sister's as cute as like great value or name. <laughs> I can't. It's like my sister can't be this cute. I can't believe my sister. It's like the <laughs> stages of grief. <laughs> my sister can't be this cute. I guess the five stages of sisterdom. Bargaining. My can my sister be this cute? Anger. There's no way my sister is this cute. Acceptance. My sister is this cute. I know I got the stages <laughs> wrong, but... But yeah, the light novel is based around... The character's little sister is based around Sagiri, who Masamune wants to fuck. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> oh, oh, ooh, that's a spicy statement. Can you tell me I'm wrong? I... They, they both. If, they if, both. They both. They both are like one... They are one trip down the stairs from just falling on top of each other and just saying, well, while we're here. <laughs> like, so, right. Episode 11, he gets his light novel published. And he goes to Akihabara to one of the uh, major booksellers and sees it as a hot, top-shelf seller. And it's, and it's like he, he's uh, taking Sagiri with him via Skype. And we'll get, we'll get to that later. And it's this, it's this heartwarming little story about when they were younger, how he started out as an author, and how Sagiri started out as an artist, and how the, they met each other by chance and started to work with each other and vowed that they would take on the professions and meet again and create the, uh, quote-unquote, the best light novel in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was genuinely heartwarming. Yeah, and like, then it cuts back to Masamuri holding that stupid Skype tablet. I'm like, Sagiri, just leave your fucking room. <laughs> I, I and actually, despite yeah. all that, it was a good episode. And then episode twelve rolls around, and it just sh shits on everything we just saw because it, it 
there's no resolution. Yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't show you like how well his you would think that you would think that there might be like an additional episode where they were talking about the cells of it, you know, how well his novel is doing, the warm reception. And oh, speaking of that episode, I okay, so like I said earlier, or by the same guy who did Orimo, Kirino, <laughs> Kuroneko, Kyosuke, and the, the, the whole gang just shows up to say, hey, remember us? Yeah. yeah. We're a thing. And, it's, <laughs> and I think it's basically just to flaunt the fact that Kirino would know all about little sisters because she, you know, she loves them. <laughs> and it's just telling you how great it is if Kirino thinks. But if, I, it, I think it kind of relies on the fact that you know who this posse is. Because otherwise, it's just some girl saying how great a novel is. And they are way too detailed for them to be some side characters. Like, I didn't even watch Oremo, and I knew I recognized them all. Yeah, and Kuroneko, not only, it's not like they just, this is their first time just blasting off the, yeah. This is, we know what you want. You came, we know, we know what you know. <laughs> we all part of this. They did earlier in one of the episodes where Kuroneko makes appearance on the TV. And I was, I, I'm going to be honest, like, again, regrettable fan, but still a fan. I was screaming at my phone because, oh, <laughs> screaming at my phone because while I was watching this, I had to watch it on my phone. Not because I didn't have a TV or access to it, but because when I was watching it on the TV, I literally kept going back to my phone every time I pressed play. Because I just wanted to escape and watch something that would entertain me. So eventually I just said, well, I'll just watch it on my phone. And just continuing the shenanigans of me watching this show and being embarrassed. Uh, I went to the toilet to watch it because not... Okay. Just, I went to sit on the toilet because... It, okay, I'm going to explain this so you don't laugh at me. I'm a human being, Brad. I went to the toilet. The toilet seat is down. I was just sitting on the toilet because uh, we're currently in the middle of like a, a move. And uh, so I just sat on the toilet because it was the only available seat I had. And I was just sitting on it, just watching it, just watching it. And literally in one of the episodes, my, um, my girlfriend comes back and I'm just watching this. No headphones on just out of nowhere. Little girl screaming. And I, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't have a defense for it. She just came up the stairs, looked at me. I looked at her. She asked me what I was doing. And I just said, regrets. Regrets is what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I, I literally... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's, yes. Here's, here's what Marvel's the thing. The thing. Uh, I, I really actually wanted to like this show. I know this is called Anna Misery. And I honestly, at the end of the day, I was kind of like... I wasn't miserable while I was watching this. I was just... I, it was like I kept waiting for my prince to come, for someone to rescue me from this, like something to just salvage it and make it okay. But the entire time, it was just, it was just bad. It was just not even awful. It was just bad. It just, I just, I just kept hoping for something so bad that I could laugh at it, or something just to, just to, sort of expand and make this a show that I could not just say is a big old meme because that's basically what it ended up being for me. It was just, you always see how awful it is, but I didn't find it that awful. I just found it bad. I just didn't. I literally watched this show because I, I literally, I literally put these 
basically, it's like I'm the editor and I put this document on Audrey. the table and said, you got to watch this by this day. And then I walked away from the table and I was like, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> he was already done. And I was like, oh yeah, me too, me. I'm not actually done. So I watched it over two and a half days on my phone. And uh, I just, I didn't enjoy any of it. I just had a bad time. I felt excruciating misery throughout every episode. Like it, it got progressively worse about midway through, and then it started getting numb towards the end. I've what several episodes. I felt like I was wasting my life. I watched in like two to three episode bursts, and I was getting angry, knowing that I could be doing something else, something more productive than watching this trash show. <laughs> it makes me angry. The worst thing about Aramanga Sensei is Sagiri. There, I'm saying it because Ooh. it's true. Ooh. If you cut no, Sagiri no, out of this show, the show is automatically better. Now, now let me just let me just let me just let me just rewind back to maybe two or three years ago. <laughs> no, just, just there is no gonna, going back. I'm just saying that you posted like on one of our servers. You posted an awful lot of Sigiri, uh, Sigiri art. That's because I didn't watch the show. <laughs> so are you saying that effectively, the more you got to know about this character, the more you just, the more she just became less of a waifu for you? Yes. Okay. So are you taking, or just, just, Hold just, up, whoa, whoa, whoa. She was never a waifu. Don't you ever state that. Okay. I'm that's just, a high, that's a high caliber title. I'm okay, okay, okay. But I'm just okay. Here's a question. Yeah. All right. Just a question. You have to waifu one of these garbage girls. Like <sighs> you know, you know what? Before I say this, before I say garbage girls, if you like the show, if you like the show, that's cool. I'm so happy for you. I didn't. I hated it. If you like these girls, if you literally like, they're your phone wallpaper. That's amazing. You are doing. Who you are? You are. You are. You're playing a hard game of waifu ball right there, and I'm proud of you. Let me just say that. But anyways, which one of these garbage garbage girls is your waifu? Like, if you had to waifu one. Tomoe, the bookstore owner. You know what? That's an acceptable answer. It's the only true answer. The only like, other like answer is... I kind of like Sigiri's mom. She's like a okay legal version of Sigiri. Sigiri's mom is just Sigiri. Yeah, but she's like Sagiri, like she's the she's like the hat tene or the final of all form of Sagiri. Actually, yeah. no, now that I think about it, Sagiri's mama is not Sagiri. That's only true in design. Sagiri's mom is actually a functional human being. Whereas Literally, Sagiri the child, even at age seven, looks at a drawing that her mother showed her and the mother's like, What do you think? And Sagiri literally says that drawing doesn't make me want to lick her panties. Oh, let's let's talk about the quote of some of the quotables. <laughs> the because I saved some because I was like, what is this? Oh, my favorite. My favorite was during part one of the three part beach episode was. And let me read this in a, a voice worthy of this prose. <clears throat> Go ahead and spread that lewd aphrodisiac slime all over my beautiful young body. And who is saying this? Uh, Elf Yamada. Emily Yamada. Oh yeah, that was a, a thing with her. 
Yes, I saved that. I screen capped that and put that in the uh, show notes just because I was screaming at my phone when I saw it, like <laughs> actually hard screaming. I was like, localizer, you're doing your best. I know. And the context for that and the context for the entire beach saga is that they're on a quote unquote data collection camp where they're trying to collect data on how a like a romance light novel is supposed to be. Yeah, and it's just it's like it's it's like one of those uncomfortable Big Brother Island shows. Nobody is comfortable. Yeah, I mean it's like (laughs) one of the audience. One of the episodes is literally one of the girls confessing to him, and the other episode is the other one. Let's talk about let's talk about uh Masamune just for a little bit too. You know that a lot of these anime have like ditherer characters, like these guys who can't commit to any girl they're just like oh i like her i like her i like her but we got masamune over here who's committed to one girl and that's his sister no no fooling like they were set on a bitch together and masamune turns to uh no muramasa turns to masamune (laughs) this gets confusing yes and she says to him Ever since I read your story, I liked your work. And as I learned more about you, I liked you. I I love you. And our protagonist is basically like, oh, that's cool. But I like someone else. I.E. Translate, I want to fuck my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also, it's like episode four or something where they're like, Oh, oh, it's like episode two or three where Sagiri's like, I like, I'm in love with somebody. And he literally gets like, oh, he like, <laughs> like, suicide watch is called on my dude, Masamune. It's, 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 I, it feels wrong. Masamune feels like, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm talking about Final Fantasy. <laughs> or Chrono Trigger. I, it doesn't, his name is stupid. His name is stupid. But also shout out to his dad who literally just bought a computer for himself and then gave it to his son because his son was like, yeah, I kind of want to write novels, I guess. I'm not, you know, whatever. There's He's this a weird thing boy. where uh, present Masamune and younger Masamune are two different characters. The older one is like, yeah, I spent time being a light novel author. I hope I get my big break. Whereas younger one is like, I'm a genius. <laughs> All according to Keikaku. Keikaku plan. I wrote, I wrote this this fan fiction that a couple people like. I'm a genius. I'm going to be a professional. He All the conditions t- have basically been basically young Sheldon. Be the best. Yeah, I. Right on. I, I want to see the turning point where he kind of mellowed out. I think it was probably. I I don't know. I think it was probably around when he was doing what Silver Wolf of Reincarnation. I don't remember. That's the name, isn't it? It was something like that. Silver Wolf Reincarnation. Something like that. I hate that my brain is probably going to have a permanent spot devoted towards the hard, (laughs) the hard era manga sensei lore. And you know what's going to happen? If they make a season two, I'm just going to watch it and I'm going to be like, this is... We're going to have to watch it now. There's OVAs that we didn't watch, by the way. Yeah. It would be the sequel to the first episode of Anna Misery. We'll have to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but... I 
if I could just, I wish I could take my time back with, with Aramaga Sensei. If Aramaga Sensei centered around, if, if Aramaga Sensei, like in, in episode 11, when they were going through their flashbacks and their origin stories, it was really touching how they were texting each other back and forth. Like, here's my new chapter of my story. Do you like it? Yes, I do like it. Here's the artwork I did that you can post as the uh, cover art. And they were talking even beyond uh, the light novel. And it was kind of touching. And it could have been a great romance story if it weren't for the fact they were step-siblings. If they had cut the step-sibling shtick out, it could have been a good romance. But it's ruined not just because of step-siblings, but because of Sagiri herself, who is a, let's admit, a low-functioning human being. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, the show made a big deal about her stepping out of her room, stepping down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Like this one point where uh, Muramasa, uh, Muramasa-sensei is talking to our protagonist and she's saying listen i like your story what if you just write for me and i'll pay you you can live on your means and i'll have the story i want and it would be reasonable enough if uh masamori said no that's not how i want to live my life i want other people to join my works but no this situation is diffused by sagiri stepping down from her room with her broke ass legs and, and going, Ree, he's my brother! <laughs> <laughs> you can't have him! Yeah, I... And I, I don't... It makes I'm such a big like, Sagiri leaving her room, like it's her character art, and I could not care less. I, I like, actually breaking it down and looking at uh, Sagiri... I just don't care for her. Like, her character's just, I'm not, like, she could be sympathetic if she had, like, some tragic past, but it's just, my mom died. Or did she? I don't know. Maybe. Her mom did die, right? No, it was, uh, Basamune's mom died, and then, uh, Sagiri's dad just divorced. Oh. And then their, their parents married and then disappeared, question mark? There is literally never an explanation it's, as to what happened. It's happens. such an anime excuse, too. It's just like, they're never around. And then there's that side arc of, I have to get published, or my aunt won't meet conditions. It's so vague. It's like, like, you don't have to explain anything to me, show. You can literally just say they're living in a house together because, I don't know, they're just... <laughs> you just don't have to explain it to me. Like, it... It's like, it's like this writer wrote everything, and then somebody like in the uh, in the room was like, "But how are they living?" And he was like, "Ah, mm, uh, aunt." And guy just was like, "I don't feel like I want to go home today." <laughs> and uh, I just, I don't, I really don't like. I don't like this show. And it, there's there's several instances where things were like, I I pride myself on being a human being who can understand and comprehend the plot. But that, that Muramasa thing where it was like, 
they she read off that, that she presented the uh, submission she had for the uh, Tenkaichi Budokai yeah. like novel competition where she let Masamune read it first. Uh, yeah. I was like, why, what's the point of the flashback of this? I don't. She just she just didn't didn't do anything for me. I didn't like it. I wasted my time on it. Speaking of the Tenkaichi Budokai, there was a fantastic ass poll on how Masamune won. He placed second place, but was the victor because Muramasa, who placed first, wrote above the uh, the word cap, and so she was disqualified. Yeah, it's and that's another thing is that. I was also kind of angry about that because it wasn't even showing like competition. Like if I watch competitions, like, you know, for the, uh, for the thrill of the actual fight, like actual, Oh, like it's like watching a sports anime. I want to see in my sports anime. I want to see the comprehensive strategies that go into victory. You know, I just don't want to flash afterwards and they lost GG. But that's what a lot of that felt like. It wasn't like showing me his his pros or anything that was kind of incentivizing me to like be on the edge of my seat to see if he won. I didn't even know that the uh, the um it, the arc was ending until out of nowhere he was looking at his computer and it was like, oh, I won. That's kind of the uh, the whole like main story of the show. It's all centered around light novels, but light novel authorship is the side story where the main story is. His and everyone's relationship with Zagiri. I'm gonna say that this like, I'm like I am I am the average consumer, and like that entire show was doing a great job of making me go, hey, I want to read a light novel. <laughs> and then I like I like looked through my books, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, I don't read those because I I actually do own. I'm gonna be real. I own a few. I actually own. I bought all of uh, a sister's all you need. <laughs> I I will I will die on that hill defending that that franchise. It's a better version of Aramanga Sensei. For one thing, the characters are legal, and not to say that makes I'm not so. Uh, the characters are legal. The characters are likable. It actually makes me laugh, and I feel like it's a better criticism or a or a satire of the light novel industry and the writing industry in general, because it's just so out of, it's just so out there. The yeah. humor hits, I'm not, not turning this into a sisters all you need episode, but it's just, it was, I feel like it's the better version of Aramangus. It's a, uh, obviously somebody will disagree with me and I'll say, you know what? Okay. But or it be the better, uh, Aramangus sensei. Or is just about otaku and, Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I just know that I wasted my time on the show, and I'm gonna keep doing it because I really want to watch bad anime. I'm yeah. I keep shooting myself in the foot and going, yeah, yeah, more of that. And then after I I do it, go, oh yeah, that hurts me. Oh yeah, oh well. But <sighs> so overall, you know, you know, we've talked a good bit about it. We've discussed. A good chunk of it. Do you think it's you think it's anime misery worthy 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 first episode? You know, you think you you think you had a bad time? Are you miserable? Are you sad? Are you destroyed? I, I have lost a part of myself from watching the show. I have gained nothing from it. In fact, I have lost. You you seem well versed in Aramanga since I lore now. Like uh, like I said, I'm not half-assing this. 
<laughs> because it had it. I gave it. I reserved a special place on my anime list scoring system for this. So if it was going to be put in that spot, it was going to deserve it. Speaking of which, uh, what would you? What would you? What you? What score would you give Aramanga Sensei? Would I give nothing? It's what I gave. Consider after considering everything about Aramanga Sensei, not just how bad it was, not just the gratuitous amount of lolly bait that is in every episode, You're but right. also considering the potential that I saw that this show could have been, I give Aramanga Sensei a zero. Did you actually give it a zero? Yes, I gave it a zero. Like if I go to your Annie list or your mail, well, I see a zero. Well, there's a caveat to that because on any list and my anime list, if you put a zero, it's just left blank. And I didn't want that blank there because that just means, oh, oh, he didn't score it. So on my anime list, it's a one. On any list, it's a 0. 0.5. Wow. That's the, lowest, that's the lowest it can show. I, that, that, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I thought I was being harsh, but. You you really you were just like you were literally that uh that JoJo meme of just kicking <laughs> it down. I had no enjoyment in the show, and it, I was made worse because I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be good. It's not like a bad show. It's like this is bad. I'm not enjoying it. I'll just get this over with and be on my way. But I wanted it to be good, and it disappointed me. <laughs> you were hurt. I was hurt. Um, well, what about you? What did you score it? I actually, well, I actually looked at it and I was like, you know, some of it actually looks kind of pretty. Uh, I thought it was animated pretty decently. Um, it's A1 Pictures, so it was animated real nicely. There were segments where the frame count went up, and I was like, ooh, look at them frames. The animation was so good for this show for no reason. Until, like, the latter episodes where it was CG character camp. <laughs> well, I, 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 I liked it. Uh, I liked, I liked the animation on some of it. Um, I obviously like the, uh, it kind of was in the same vein of Orimo, and I really liked Orimo style as just jolly playing as that might be. But, um, <laughs> my personal score is, uh, I gave it a three. 3.5. You are far more generous than I am. I far more forgiving. I also think that I also think that um, I think you also like wanted something out of it. <laughs> I I came into it. I came into it expecting nothing. It literally could have just got on the table, showed me its pantsuit, and I would have been like, "Oh, nice five, five out of ten. But no, that was me too. I went in expecting nothing. And then I started seeing more as I was watching it. Now, and it drove me crazy, realizing that I would never have what could have been. I mean, you say it drove you crazy. <laughs> I literally was like pointing the holes in it during that last episode. Where are the pecans? Where <laughs> is the pee bottles if this woman never leaves her room? <laughs> and I, you were just like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. I think you got I think you got to talk to somebody about that. But, um... To, I I just I just saw nothing but, but just dead potential. I did too. Dead time. So I'm not. I didn't give it a zero. 
I think it's like is that the is that is that the only one on your mail? As I feel like right it is. Now, yes. Wow. What an as of honor. right now, the lowest it used to be a three until I started watching the rest of it. <laughs> it was a three until I watched it. Then it was a one. <laughs> it probably would have stayed a three if it didn't give me a glimmer of hope. If it just remained a trash show through and through, it would have stayed a three probably. But yeah, this my my anime list is uh, a lot of it scored from younger me who had questionable taste at best. Uh, can you tell them? Can you tell the audience what younger <laughs> you gave a uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? All right. Well, as a as a pretext, we both agreed that you can either give Neon Genesis Evangelion a zero or one or a nine or a ten. There's yeah. it's it's just polarizing. Younger me gave it a seven. That and <laughs> end of Evangelion. Wow. That's... And I can only imagine me watching younger me watching. I think that was neat. Seven. <laughs> that just seems practically like a ten. That just seems like never heard of Eva getting a seven. <laughs> like I, that's I don't like that, but. I'm trying to do better now. I'm trying to rewatch my older stuff and give it proper scores. Like fix the, the mistakes of the past. But we we can get into this later. Yeah, we'll talk, a, we'll talk kind of misery. We'll talk about the entire concept of rewatching shows and giving them new scores because I, 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 I did I do that to you. Uh, I think before I watched uh, Arrow manga, I think it actually might have had a six. I might have just given it a six and be like, eh, it's it's got potential. It could be better. <laughs> and now I was just like, it can't. It's 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 bad. And uh Yeah. I just want to note that the uh my anime list has wording next to its scores. Can I give you an idea of how you should rate it based on how you feel with ten being a masterpiece and like five or six being good? And right next to one is appalling, and that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. You just you are literally you've got like a hate boner for this show. I like, do. Like, I, I even for the meme, you just hate. Okay. Well, hopefully I can find some show to hate just as much as you hate this. Although I think it might be my lowest scored uh, show as well. In all honesty. I think Triage X was only a four. But yeah. This, 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 this is pretty good. Pretty good. I like this. I like this format. I like watching yes. bad anime. It makes me feel alive when I watch uh, good anime. Makes me feel. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> makes me feel. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel alive. Uh, well. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. And our yeah, first and anime misery. Yeah, and tell us what you think. Um, I'm sure I, I'll, I've got. We've got the links for you somewhere. Uh in the uh, in the description so that you can go and maybe leave us a review on whatever you're watching this listening listening to this on and give us a review tell us what could be improved you know because this is obviously we're not newbies to podcasting we did we've done one before it was very low tier but uh but we are always looking for improvements if you like this format if you like this style of show please tell us and we'll do more of it we're obviously going to do more of it because i've already got more i've got more lined up oh, there's more to watch and we are uh, going to make improvements as we go along. A better, uh, better structure, better. Yeah. You know, 
We're going to yeah. get good. Like better than what I just gave. Just then. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, like I said, leave feedback, you know, tell us what can improve. And if you like the show, you know, give it like a, give it, you like, say you like it, you know, like, slip into my DMs and be like, hey, Matt, I think you're okay. Because I really need that. <laughs> I need that validation. Uh, but thank you for listening to Otaku Melancholy. Uh, we'll hope you'll join us in next time. And if you don't, then that's cool too. I want you to have a great time. Um, anything you want to say? Closing notes. Audrey. Just watch what you like. Don't watch what you don't like. Don't get peer pressure. <laughs> Wait, you said that you felt peer pressure into watching this? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, I basically just assigned it onto your table. It's like, this is the first <laughs> Anna Misery episode. Do it or you're not going to watch it or you're fired. Do I get paid? <laughs> <laughs>